Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Welcome back, everyone. I am looking forward to getting into part three of Memorable, my book with you today. We are in the last part of the book, which is about impact. And this chapter, chapter 15, is about discernment. I'm still sort of over the moon if you're watching on video, like I can hold my book in my hands. It's such a surreal kind of thing to even see it on the screen, hold it in my hand, be able to really tangibly interact with all of my ideas and thoughts that I've been compiling over the four years of writing and rewriting, distilling and distilling and just editing. It's really never, it's never done actually, if I'm honest with you, because I, in rereading it, there's so many things that I wish, you know, just even little word choices that could be different or ideas that I have to add on. And, you know, once you hit a 300 page book, your publisher says, uh, maybe we need to stop. So I I think there's no question in my mind as to why authors have trouble closing the door on a text, especially when the intention, which I think this was mine initially was sort of to put my heart and soul into this book. And I mean, that's great. And I did. The challenge or the roadblock there is that my heart and soul cannot fit in 300 pages. And I've had so many experiences, tons of people that have inspired me, supported me in my work. And so it's just impossible to say 300 pages encapsulates everything I think, believe, have learned, can share with you. Right? I mean, but that's, that's where I think discernment, which is the theme of the day, is really useful because discernment is one way for you to narrow your field of vision in order to make really great decisions. It's sort of like judgment, but it's not a yes or no. It's sort of like information coming to you and you get to figure out, you get to decide, you get to be sort of the gatekeeper or the funnel that says, okay, out of these 30 options, I want this one, right? And so my focus on the discernment chapter is the question, who am I meant to serve? So when we're discerning in the context of memorable in my book, we're talking about who you want to serve, discerning the group of people that you're meant to impact and serve over the course of your life and through your career. Now, discernment can mean a lot more than that. Um, again, as a skill, I think it's the ability to make good decisions in a sense, because you're able to evaluate, successfully evaluate the options and decide which one is right for you. So you can definitely utilize the same distilling methodology when it comes to pretty much any area of your life. So this this chapter is the first chapter in part three because in part three, it's all about other people and how you're impacting, who you're impacting. And so naturally the first chapter is, okay, who do you want to impact? And figuring out how to discern, decide, sort out, define, who that group is. Um, and, and of course, as with anything, right, I had to be discerning with the book, as I mentioned, it got to 300 pages, and I had to really sit down and say, okay, what's a skeleton? What's the aim of the book for the reader? What's the value that I'm hoping to deliver? Does this need to stay or go in the context of the thesis that I have, right, this kind of, or the 
the theme or the one guiding principle of the book? Does this story add to it or take away? Is it integral to the understanding of the concept or not? So that's what I had to do with every sentence chapter of the book. And similarly, that's what I'm asking you to do in this chapter in regards to your life. And so we look at, again, who you want to serve. There's some mentors here that consider some ways as to how you can be more discerning. I think I think the chapter on trust that came before this one is a, a great preamble because you need to be able to trust yourself in order to listen to your conscience to discern what the right direction is for you. Um, we talk a little bit about Joseph Campbell in this chapter, who um, I really value his work. And I think he's done a brilliant job of helping people go on the journey or the adventure of their lives. And similarly, I think that's I, I really that's what I want the reader to do. And that's what I'm that's what you're already doing inherently in building a career in building your life as you go through your day to day. You are walking through the adventure of your life, right? So all I'm asking you to do here, and I <laughs> I realize as I say it, I'm sort of minimizing like, oh, all you need to do is just make the right choices. Well, if you listen to the last episode, you know that you can't actually mess this up, right? If you trust that you're doing the best you can and you're headed in, not a predetermined, but there's a purpose for your life that you can't necessarily fully control and you trust that you're walking toward it in the best way that you can with the information available to you right now. And you can't really mess it up because you will end up where you need to end up no matter if you turn left or right at this exact very moment, then it takes a bit of the load off, right? Same thing with discernment, I think, because who you decide you're going to serve is going to change over the course of your life. And that's actually what needs to happen, right? When you're in your early 20s, when you're a teenager, the people you're serving, the people you're impacting are different from when you're 30 or 40 or 50, retired, if you're spending time with your grandkids or giving back who you serve will evolve just as you do throughout your career. So this isn't meant to be, these are your people forever and ever. You can come back to this chapter and in theory, every chapter of the book, which is really what my aim was. You can come back to these chapters whenever you're feeling like you want some refinement, you want some clarity. Okay. Who am I serving? Am I still on the right path? This is meant to be a guiding reference, a reference guide, if you will. I mean, it, it's on under career guides technically, but you know, it's meant to be a reference guide for you to say, who are the right people for me? Or am I self-advocating? Am I being vulnerable? How's my perspective lately? Have I been aware? What's my purpose? Am I still consciously walking toward it? Am I taking responsibility for my life? What about enjoyment? Have I been enjoying lately? Contribution, curiosity. I mean, I'm just listing off chapters, <laughs> right? But I'm doing it to say that I think my main intention with this entire book is not to give you an end-all be-all because I don't think a book or any one chapter or any one concept can be the end-all be-all for your life. You have to pick up different concepts at different points in your journey when things are relevant. So if you're sitting there going, I don't really know who I want to serve in my business. I don't really know how I'm going to serve them. I don't really know what my offer is to my people. Where's the value that I deliver? You know, I've had points in my career where it's like, do I deliver value? How do I do that? What's the value that I have to give here? subsequent chapters in part three are going to allow you to do that At, for this chapter discernment and for this episode what i'd ask you to consider is who am i serving are they aligned do you care are you working in a company that sells 
cacti is that really who you want to be impacting is gardeners or people that like plants maybe and that's there's no judgment from me about what your answer is but it's about being willing to ask the questions always throughout this entire book and so this is about being distilled and refined at the point you're at in your journey and referring back to this whenever you're questioning am I making the right impact and by right I mean meaningful fulfilling aligned with me aligned with where I want to go I think this chapter is also great for if you get a new opportunity or if you're considering different opportunities because then you can say okay am I is this putting me closer toward the impact I want to be making or farther away so that's what you're really getting from discernment. I would say that the biggest thing in discernment that I want you to take away from today is that being more specific about who you're serving is always valuable because you can help people better when you really know them. And that's why with Joseph Campbell, we talk about the past version of yourself because you really know the past version of yourself. You lived certain challenges. So we get into how you can potentially go there and think about how to help your past self. We talk about your conscience and a little bit more on God, which again, I know can be bringing up some stuff, <laughs> but I mean, I, uh, I say that, and I'm not trying to say that lightly. I know that talking about God or talking about the influence of God or using religious language of any sort can be upsetting, but that's it. First of all, it's not my intention to be upsetting. Second of all, I think it's about looking for the gold in a challenging topic. So let's talk about that in the beginning of the book. I want to just remind you now, if there's stuff here in the element of your conscience, or if you think about being guided by a bigger force larger than yourself, what I call God, if that bothers you, I really encourage you to consider why it bothers you. Because in my past, it would have bothered me too. I'm not here to espouse any particular religious principle or philosophy in the sense that I do... I was raised with Christian values. So that is the philosophy that I think I bring to the table because that's what I was raised with. I've investigated other religions, but I just want to kind of put that out there that when you're reading my book, it's not to convert you every time I mention God or consider your relationship with God. I'm not saying that to convert you to some line of thinking or make you feel like you, you have to draw your line in the sand. Like this isn't a political either or side of the table situation when it comes to God. This is a consider what your conscience says, consider where that information is coming from, consider the fact that we all globally are connected in some interesting way, like that we have trends of thinking, ways of thought, ideas kind of are pervasive throughout our society and how that gets spread through word of mouth and how we kind of have these ebbs and flows within our history. I mean... <laughs> I know I'm getting a bit off topic of discernment, but just use your discernment, use your sense of judgment, use your sense of being able to decide what you believe on things. And if indeed you think, look, my conscience has nothing to do with anything. I'm completely rational. If you honestly believe that, fantastic, right? You have discerned your stance on God, on your conscience, on listening to your conscience. Maybe you don't agree. Maybe you don't think you should listen to your conscience. Maybe it should be completely externally data-driven and your locus of control is external, meaning you make decisions based on outside information more than your internal emotional state or emotion, internal thinking and internal feedback mechanisms, i.e., again, your conscience or your thoughts. You're more externally driven. Great. That's information. So let's just take data over drama, something I heard from an entrepreneur I admire recently, 
And it's so true, right? Data over drama, like read this chapter or in this episode, think about the way you discern things and consider your process of discernment. Do you have faith in a higher power? Do you have faith in God? Do you allow yourself to receive information when you pray or meditate or when you're kind of alone in the car mulling through something and an idea just hits you? Like, does that help guide your sense of discernment, your decision-making process, the way that you make decisions in the world or not? And whatever answer you give, again, I'm not here to say right or wrong. I'm here to say what's working for me. I'm here to say what I believe in and what has helped me to maybe give you a different line of thinking, to give you a different path to go down in your mind, answering different questions to maybe bring you to a different end result. Maybe it brings you to the same end result. Brilliant, right? You've reinforced your thinking. But as with this chapter and any chapter in the book, I just really encourage you to consider that there are other ways to look at just about everything that you approach in your life. And so again, in this chapter on discernment, I would encourage you to take a look at what being discerning means to you, who you want to help and serve through the work that you do, and get really defined about that at this stage in your career and your life. Because I think especially for women, we were just talking about this the other day at brunch, for women often, and men have a similar decision, but not exactly the same, but for women specifically in the childbearing years, so let's say, I mean, 20s, 30s, uh, you know, theoretically, biologically, it's earlier than that, but generally speaking, right? Women are, are thinking about kids late 20s at this stage in society, at least in the North American European hemisphere. But hey, whenever you're thinking about kids, you sort of have this impossible decision of, am I going to serve others or am I going to serve my family? And historically it was, no, you stay home, you serve your family. And then maybe you have some connections within the community. What I'm noticing with my clients is that women are trending toward, I want more time with my kids. A job can hire me or fire me. I'm dispensable. And I want some sense of community, some sense of impact, but I do, not at the cost of giving up time with my kids when they're home and, you know, in those first, let's say five to seven years of, of life when they're really impressionable and need me and I can be the primary caregiver. I don't want to give that away to somebody else to raise my kid. Why did I have a kid if someone else is going to raise them? But it's this impossible question because, hey, I've worked for X number of years. I've worked for 10 years or five years, or went to school, building up my name in a certain industry. So to abandon all of the progress I've made when I'm just about to hit, let's say, a promotion or just about to make it to manager or partner or director, I'm almost there at this next stage of my career if I just stop for five years or seven years, I'm going to lose all of the progress that I've made. And so it does feel like a very impossible decision in some sense, because either way, you're really sacrificing. And I think that's where discernment comes in, right? Who am I serving at this stage of my life? And if it's your family and if it's your kids and that's your highest priority, then that's what it is. And the work needs to flow around it. And yes, you might say, okay, but hi, bills, right? And yeah, bills. I get you. There there will probably be different considerations there, right? Depending on where you live, if there's maternity leave or not, if your current company has that program, do you have any money saved? What's your partner's situation? Do you have a partner? Are you a single parent? I mean, I get that there are financial considerations and not everyone even has the luxury of considering this decision. Um, 
but I think that if you are considering this decision, and even if you are in a position where you need to make a financial contribution to your family structure, I think that it's really important to consider who it is you're impacting. Because if you're taking away time from your kids, who are the most important people that you're ever going to nurture and raise, right? Or the the people in your family, the people that you're, whether you've birthed them yourself or not, right? I'm, I'm really not trying to open up a can of worms here on the being politically correct front. Um, if you're building a family of any kind, that's your number one priority, especially when you're dealing with children, infants, minors. So if that's the case and you're taking time away from that, better be worthwhile. Better be a group of people that you really care about maybe not equally, but at least a a lot, a good amount for you to say, okay, I'm willing to spend X number of hours away from my kid every day, every week, every month, year over year. I'm willing to dedicate it to this other place to be able to support my family. So, I mean, big questions. Discernment is definitely a topic that can go way outside of just who you serve, as I've said, but for the context of my book, that's what we focus on is who you're serving. And so I hope you've had an interesting time here today with this episode and that you'll take a moment to use your note-taking tool and answer some of the questions I asked. And of course, please do grab a copy of Memorable if you haven't already. There's so many more questions and stories and ways for you to interact with the content that I think just make this a deeper practice. And of course, whenever you have the book in your hands, right? If you like to take notes in the book, um, or again, in your note-taking tool, I think that there's huge value in having it tangibly in front of you or an ebook ebook format as well, if you prefer digital reading, like some people that I know. So it's uh, really available wherever you read books. And I'd be honored if you grabbed a copy and continue to follow along this series with me. We're, again, already in part three. So We're in the last bits of this series about memorable, and I hope you'll join me next time in chapter 16 about empathy. We'll be going into that skill and seeing how that can support both your career and your personal life. So thank you again for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next time.